Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's roll, baby. It is a surprise edition of New York, New York. What can I say? Don, David. David and Domingo? Domingo? Domingo Herman threw a perfect game for the New York Yankees. What world are we living in? This just goes to show you how messed up, how chaotic, and how insane and how lovely at the same time the game of baseball can be. Domingo Herman and his last two starts could not have looked worse against the Boston Red Sox and then on Thursday against the Seattle Mariners to the point where he looked non-competitive, to the point where he couldn't get anybody out to save his life. I know the Oakland A's stink. I know they're one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. But when you are one of 24 perfect games and you're the first guy to do it since David Cohn in 1999, it's eye-opening. It's jaw-dropping. It's awe-inspiring. You know, the Yankees are thrilled that it's Domingo Herman and not Garrett Cole and not Luis Severino or any of their marketable starting pitchers because of everything that has transpired in Domingo Herman's Yankee tenure, his career, the suspension, the sticky stuff, the domestic violence. But on this particular night, Domingo Herman is perfect. Perfect, 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 perfect. And it's weird how baseball can take you from what is as nondescript a Wednesday night 
as you're ever going to have. And I, for one, I love these late night West Coast Yankee games because I have the feet up. I'm relaxed. I finish up TV. I didn't do it tonight, but on many of these nights, I'll pop open a cocktail and then boom, I dive in and I enjoy the end of the night before Betty Bye. This was one of those nights with a buildup in the anticipation. You're like, is he really going to do this? Or are we getting shades of Mike Messina and Carl Everett in 2001? Or are we going to get a tease in the seventh and the eighth? I'm sure some Yankee fans wondered, would Aaron Boone, even with the economical pitch count, allow Domingo Herman to go and throw nine innings and allow him to go and complete the perfect game? He did. And, and I guess the only drama in all of this was the lengthy ninth inning the Yankees had a couple of the lengthy innings they had because they actually decided to score some runs tonight. What a concept. Volpe with a couple of hits. Since he's adopted his old-school hitting approach, he's been much better. Stanton, welcome back to 2023. He homers tonight. So you had some lengthy innings, and then the Yes broadcast stays on Herman during the in-between innings. And they're blasting Britney Spears' baby one more time. I'm like, wow. I guess this is going to break the ice for me on Twitter because it's not necessarily acknowledging what's going on. And I do have to thank our buddy, Cousin Sal, who basically affirmed, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that this perfect game was going to happen. The minute he tweets me and all his guys that he does the podcast with and fires it out, the salvo on social media, like he's going for the reverse jinx. Didn't work. Didn't work. So hats off to Domingo Herman, the fourth perfect game in New York Yankee history, the 24th perfect game in the history of Major League Baseball. And I think it's fair to say that Domingo Herman's perfect game will go down as one of the most unlikely perfect games in the history of the sport. I'm going to throw one more nugget at you before we rip some calls as we are here on Twitter Spaces. The last three times the New York Yankees have seen one of their pitchers go and get themselves a perfect game. Don Larson in 56, David Wells in 98, David Cohn in 1999. That's the common theme amongst the 56, 98, 99 Yankees. They had their pitchers throw a perfect game, and they happened to go and win the World Series. Is this team going to go and win the World Series? Uh, I wouldn't go put my money on that. But if you're a believer in trends and voodoo and magic and whatever the case may be, maybe you want to put that in a memory bank and think about that one uh, as we hit maybe September and October. All right. Uh, I see you guys are fired up, ready to go. I'm glad we're doing this. Good surprise tonight. Uh, David is going to lead us off on this night where Domingo Herman ends up not flirting with but delivering on perfection. Is that one of the craziest perfect games, Dave, you're ever going to see? Yeah, JJ, that's not, it's not normal. And, and he's so inconsistent. The guy drives you nuts. Like you said, look at his last two starts. There's no way you would expect a guy like this to, to even throw a complete game. Forget about a perfect game. He, he just, but he has that ability. He has that makeup. And that's what drives you crazy about him. And that's why, honestly, he's still around even though uh, many of us probably would have traded him uh, a year or two ago. Um, but by the way... Well, and not only that, think about this. It's come full circle for Domingo Herman. This is a guy who embarrassed the organization in 2019 with a domestic violence suspension. Missed the postseason that year. 
This is the same pitcher who was suspended earlier in the year with the sticky stuff violation. And the stuff was there throughout the month of May where he pitched really well. His first two starts in June were an absolute embarrassment. They were deplorable. They were non-competitive. And I would have given you, uh, David, million to one odds tonight. I don't care how crummy Oakland A's may be. Million to one odds on the idea that we'd be talking about Domingo Herman throwing a perfect game tonight. Crazy. You know, you know, it was interesting also. They were talking to him on the bench. Very different than every other perfect game where you see the pitcher just sitting to himself off in the corner. He's talking. He's stretching. He just wasn't nervous. It just wasn't getting to him at all. Players in the field look more nervous than he did on the mound. He was shaking off the catcher. He knew exactly what he wanted to throw. His curveball was wicked tonight. And bottom line, he pitched a masterpiece. It was just, it's a great story for New York with everything else that's going on with the Mets and the Yankees and the Knicks having no draft picks and everything else that's going on. What a great story for New York. Well, David, here's what you hope for. You hope that this is something now that can really jumpstart the Yankees season. Pitching has not been their problem. We all know their problem has been their inability to score runs and their inability to score runs without the presence of one Aaron Judge. But this can happen over the course of a season where you have this sort of galvanizing moment and maybe it's a turning point. I I have no idea. Ask me that question a month from now. Ask me that question in September and October when we're evaluating the 2023 Yankee season. But at the very least, we're talking about a special night in Oakland that will forever live in Yankee history. Perfect game is a different animal than no-hitter. The no-hitter became so common, so in vogue, that the combined no-hitters, there were like so many, that even Corey Cooper doing it a couple of years ago, it's like, all right, great, he threw a no-hitter. So does everybody else. Haven't seen a perfect game in baseball since Felix Hernandez. It's been a long time coming. Domingo Hermano, all people, is the guy to do it. Crazy. Let's hit the Joe, who's up next. He joins us. Hi, Joe. What's going on, bud? It's really un- unbelievable. You know, I'm I'm watching the Yankees for 30 years now. I even, I decided, you know what? I woke up my eight-year-old. I said, I haven't seen this in 23 years. This is probably something you should watch. He was thrilled I woke up. Let me ask you a question, Joe. When do you get to, when do you get to the point where you're waking up the eight-year-old? Is it after seven innings? Is it after eight innings? Are you af- were you afraid about putting some bad energy into the air by doing this, out of curiosity? Not really. He was, he was pitching so well. He was painting the corner strike one. They were, he didn't even have those crazy plays that you see in the The guy was locked in. They weren't even putting any good wood on the board. It was crazy. No, Joe, you're 100% right about that. You know, I think back on... Wells' perfect game and Cone's perfect game when Knobloch, who had all his issues, remember throwing the baseball and being a butcher at second base. I remember Knobloch making a couple of great plays in that perfect game for Cone. I remember Ricky Leday holding on to a ball that he lost in the lights. Like, that was a big storyline in that game. This game, I now, again, maybe in the first or the second inning, I'm blanking on something here, so I apologize if I'm missing it. But there wasn't a play in the final three or four innings where you're like, holy shit, this is going to be the hit. Herman was in cruise control, dude. Cruise control. How about the fact that he threw 99 pitches? It, it just, I, I can't even believe what I just saw. I don't believe what I just saw was real. It's unbelievable. At least for one night, yeah, I can forget about this crappy offense. And then, that's the beauty of baseball. You get a night like this, and you forget about everything. 
No, it makes you feel better uh, about your state of affairs. And listen, it doesn't solve necessarily the problems and the issues the Yankees are having offensively. I don't care that they scored 10, 11 runs tonight. Somebody just tweeted me this, the great Steve. Uh, I saw this tweet right before we logged on. Yankee team total under tomorrow. Uh, after a couple of uh, libations after a perfect game, not a bad wager. J- just saying, not a bad wager. That's one we're going to have to think about tomorrow. Holy shit, the Mingo Hermann threw a perfect game. Crazy. You had that on your bingo card. Good for you. Let's have the Bradley. He joins us next. Bradley, what's up, babe? Jay, I mean, this is something I felt like, you know, was we were never going to see again. I was six years old when uh, Cone pitched his perfect game in 99. And it's just a rarity nowadays. I think, what was it? The last time a perfect game was so was 2012 by Felix. I, I think I overheard, right? It was. Felix Hernandez in 2012. Correct. I mean, it's unreal. I mean, the no hitter is more common. I mean, got to give a lot of love to Domingo. I mean, it looked like shit the last two starts. They got shelled by Boston when they were in Fenway. Didn't it look, got smoked by the Mariners when they were at Yankee Stadium. And and with no expectations of what we thought was going to happen tonight, to go to respond the way he did tonight, what, it just got to tip your cat to the guy. I mean, that was unbelievable to watch. And I was thoroughly entertained. How can you not be? Listen, it brings you back in some ways, Bradley, to David Wells to start before his perfect game, where I vividly remember he had a monster lead in Texas. It was a zillion degrees. He was out of shape. He's serving up home runs. Torrey yanked him out of the game. I remember he and Torrey were going at it because Torrey got on him for his weight and his conditioning, and the fact that the Heat was kind of throwing him out of sorts. And then he came back on Beanie Baby Day, Sunday afternoon against the Twins, and put it all together and was completely locked in. It's similar from a standpoint of Herman, not dealing with weight issues, not dealing with conditioning issues, but his last two starts, he looked like as bad a starter as you're going to see in Major League Baseball the last two times out. And I know the A's stink, right? Like, we understand this is the worst team in all baseball. But this is the first perfect game we've seen since Felix Hernandez. And as a Yankee fan, Bradley, this is the first perfect game I've seen since I was, what, 11 years old watching David Cohn's in 1999. Six years old here. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Bradley. That's a, You know, we were spoiled. And I have to admit, like, when I was a kid growing up, you were so spoiled from a Yankee perspective. You expected them to win the World Series every year. And then it got to a point where you expected, like, perfect games every year. Like, think about it for a minute. 98, you get a perfect game. 99, you get a perfect game. And then Messina in 2001 is one strike away from getting another perfect game. Yeah. I mean, we were so... It just seemed so accustomed back in those times. I mean, almost every year, win World Series, perfect games. Like, just can't take that stuff for granted. And the last, real quick, one last thing I want to point out. Gotta give love to Anthony Rizzo. That save in the bottom of the fifth inning. I mean, the rest was gravy after that, in my opinion. But him, like, getting that ball, like, before it squeaked by him, that was probably the play of the game, like, tonight. You're probably right about that, thinking about it now. I mean, all you need to know, though, Bradley, if that's the closest call that you have in a perfect game, it kind of speaks to the dominance that Herman had tonight. It was magical. He had a magical, magical night in Oakland. We'll see what it means moving forward for him. We'll see what it means moving forward for the Yankees. But 
There are certain nights you'll never forget. And I, and I don't say that like being dramatic or hyperbolic or whatever. Seriously. Like this Wednesday night, I'm going to remember, I got a dog theater we're watching for the next couple of days. I'm getting ready for this wedding, which is driving me insane. And Domingo Herman threw a perfect game. You remember where you were. Remember I said that. Let's head to uh, Big Josh, who joins us next. Josh, welcome in. How are you, my friend? JJ, what's going on, brother? Josh, what's good, bro? The only negative is we didn't get to see this one uh, at the stadium before the bodega. I know, I know. That's the only sad part. I just forgot about all the bad stuff. I was going to talk crap about last night, and then this perfect game came through. Uh, I'm still in shock. I'm in awe. This is my first perfect game as an adult. Like I can't believe it. And Josh, what are the odds that the first perfect game you get to see by a guy in a Yankee uniform is none other than Domingo Herman? No, the first Dominican-born player to throw a perfect game. I, I know my family's going nuts. That's incredible. I did not know that. So he is the first Dominican pitcher to go and throw a perfect game. I did not see that. Good for him. Good for him. And listen, we know Domingo Herman has had his trials and tribulations, and I'm not going to necessarily condone his behavior in the past, but he has now seen himself make the most of the opportunity he's been given. And that's that's the way life works sometimes. Listen, you can't go back on things that you did that were unacceptable. You can't go back on inexcusable mistakes. But if someone is going to give you a second chance, you got to make the most of that second chance. And, you know, Josh, for the most part this year, outside of these last two starts, he's thrown the ball pretty well for the Yankees this season. He really has. I mean, I, last week, this time last week, I was booing the shit out of him at the stadium against the man. I was literally booing him. I could, I, 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 and, and, and Josh, listen, and, and rightfully so. If I were in the building on Thursday, as opposed to being in Ocean City, Maryland, I would have booed his ass out of the building, too. And then he goes and throws a perfect game. I'm curious, when did you like, this is always the fascination for me with these perfect games is, when do you start thinking it's really a thing? Like, for me, I left SY in the fourth inning and I'm listening to the game. Shackle's doing the game, did a great job with Susan. I'm sure his final call was great. And we got to get Jeff Nelson on. Jeff Nelson and Ruko. Ruko did a great job calling the game. We're going to have to get those guys on over the next couple of weeks. Stefan, we got to work on that. But um, fourth thing, I don't think anything of it. I'm like, there's an attorney left in the game. When he gets through the sixth inning, I'm like, okay. This, this is serious. And for what it's worth, I don't like firing out the text. I don't do, I, I don't do that. Like I might, if anything, if somebody responds to me with something, I might do the, uh, the eyes emoji or I might do the dot, dot, dot. I think I did that in a couple of texts. But like, I'm not saying anything. I'm not telling people to put it on. I'm not, I'm not tweeting about it. Like the Britney tweet you got for me in the ninth inning is the best I'm, uh, I'm going to do. Uh, I'm not putting that in the air. And I know some people say, well, it's not going to change anything. I'm superstitious. Now, the announcers, they have a different job to do. Like the announcers, you're doing a game, you have to acknowledge it. Because if I'm just coming to the TV or I'm in a case where I'm leaving SOI and maybe I miss an inning, I don't realize, oh, oh shit, he's throwing a perfect game. Like you have to fuck. When the announcers are like, oh, perfect, throw, throw, calm down, calm down. Get to like that fifth inning, each inning progresses, the buildup, the suspense, the anticipation, 
then you as a broadcaster have got to do your damn job. And those guys did that tonight. They were fantastic. Fantastic. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Uh, Romeo joins us. Romeo, put that crown on, baby. Perfection. How are you? JJ, I mean, you mentioned Ruko. That's so cool. Like, you could only call like a handful of games in the season, and this guy gets a perfect game. He gets a perfect game, I'll tell you this. And, and we love him. He's a buddy of mine. I, I'm sure somewhere, Mr. K, and I'm sure he's very happy for his Fordham guys. Uh, Ruko and Shackle are his Fordham guys, and they're great guys, and I'm very happy for him as well. But you know K, who's called a couple of these perfect games and saying, man, Maybe I should have made that trip out to Oakland. Just saying. Maybe I should have made that trip. And apparently there's no no Sterling on the call on the radio, too. No, Shackle. Because I, I had it on in the car, driving from SOI. I got them for an inning. Shackle tonight. The the eighth inning, the, the last batter there, Herman gets to a 3-1 count. And then that's where I'm thinking, oh, no, he's going to walk him. He gets to 3-2. and two. And then that last pitch, I, I think it was a ball outside the zone, but it was too close to call. Uh, he grounds out the third. Once that happened, I, I felt confident he was going to get it. Yeah, the only thing I was a little worried about, to be honest, Romeo, is the long gap that you had in the ninth inning. And it felt like in the eighth inning, the Yankees were doing everything in their power to just put swing the bat, right? Like they were first pitch hacking. They didn't have much of an approach. It's like, all right, let's get this shit over with. In the ninth inning, they end up scoring a bunch of runs. And, of course, Donaldson just goes to show you how useless Donaldson is. He ends up roping a double down the left field line when they're up nine to nothing. It's like, whoop the freaking dude, dude. Maybe hit a couple of these when the Yankees actually need them, not when a guy's going for a perfect game. But those long layoffs, Romeo, he had like three of them tonight, and he wasn't phased at all. I did notice, though, and I don't know if you picked up on this, it felt like in the last inning or two, a lot of like, Deep breaths. You notice he was really grinding out that pitch uh, clock and count and whatnot. Felt like he was real deliberate towards the end to make sure he was making the right pitch. Yeah, because he was he was missing a couple of pitches. He was just trying, you know, his stuff was so good. Just let him hit it. 
you know, at, at some point, it's just like, you know, let them put the ball in play instead of trying to throw a walk out there, you know? Well, and that's always the fear, Romeo. Appreciate it, man. The fear always in these spots is that you're going to get too cute and you're going to walk somebody. Like, you don't want a perfect game to end on a freaking walk. You don't. Especially now with the no-hitter being devalued. And a perfect game, Bradley brought this up. It's an excellent point. You don't see as many of these because guys don't go nine innings anymore. You get a lot of these lame, combined no-hitters. Like, if the Yankees had a combined no-hitter tonight, you think about doing a, a special show? I would have been like, no. No thanks. I, I'll pass. We'll talk Thursday. I'm going to bed. Perfect game's a different animal. Totally different animal. Let's head to uh, Eric, who joins us next. Eric, welcome in. How are you? All right. So, you know, obviously tonight, I mean, you, you got to, I mean, Don Larson, David Wells, David Cohn, now Domingo Herman has, has just has just chucked out the fourth perfect game in uh, Yankees history. But, you know, you got to word it like this, man. The, the imperfect, the most imperfect pitcher on the most imperfect team, and arguably, you could probably argue the most imperfect battery, j- tossed a perfect game. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. I mean, especially a guy. Doesn't that sum up the beauty of baseball, though, in a nutshell, Eric? That's what baseball's all about. On any given night, somebody can go and be a hero and a hero of epic proportions. This was Domingo Herman's night. I'm glad you mentioned Higgy. He called a brilliant game. He was on the same page with his pitcher the entire nine innings. Uh, hats off to the two of them. And the, the catcher sometimes does get lost in the shuffle when they're behind the plate for a perfect game. But I'm sure it's just maybe not as cool for Higgy as it is Herman, but it's still pretty damn special. I mean, you know, ultimately the catcher calls the game. There's a reason because they, they got kind of have to manage all the people, which now, um, which now they kind of put it on a wrist card for them, which, um, or a note card to like, you know, alignments and things like that. There's a reason catchers make great managers like Joe Torrey was. And, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where, you don't know if it's going to happen. You can't just expect it to happen. It's just one of those nights where all of a sudden a random Wednesday night in Oakland becomes a must-see TV. And didn't expect that to be the case. Eric, listen, all you need to know is that I leave SNY tonight in like the fourth inning. And we're joking, tongue-in-cheek. What happens if Vermont throws a perfect game? Am I going to have to drive back? Am I going to have to fire up the homeschool and do a little hit? Thankfully, I was not needed. My business was needed with all of you. So we can have a little fun celebrating this tonight. Don, David, David, and Domingo. Crazy. Crazy. Like, perfect game in Yankee history? That's, that's, that's rarefied air. Like, all three of those perfect games are insanely special. Now, I clearly wasn't alive for Don Lawson. I, I, I don't think we have anybody... I can't say anybody on Twitter because we have some older folks who listen to the show. So maybe they figured out the modern technology and they know how to use it, fire off a tweet and whatnot. But not many. Let's put it that way. Not, not many who, who saw and witnessed Don Lawson's perfect game were part of our demographic. Uh, many of you, I think, were a part of the Wells and the Cone Perfect Games. If it's a part of your childhood or your early adulthood or whatever the case may be. But then I know, and Josh hit on this, that there's a generation of 
Yankee fans, and I talk about this generation of Yankee fans all the time, they haven't seen the same success that somebody like myself has seen. You know, where you don't have any recollection of Wells or Cone throwing perfect games because you were like three years old or you didn't exist. Now you can say, hey, I saw a Yankee perfect game and it was thrown by Domingo Herman. Wow. Elmhurst, our buddy Charlie. Charlie, what's up, Poppy? Uh, midnight's become my afternoon. <laughs> well, of course. That's that's how that's how we roll around here, Charlie, of course. Uh, so, like, who would have thought? I thought out of this no-hitter, we thought out of these pitcher Yankee starters, Cole's going to throw a no-hitter. But Domingo Herman not only throw a no-hitter, but perfect game. Now, full disclosure, like, I'm, I was so sour on this team from yesterday with Donaldson garbage and everything. I mean, I mean, bail out. One, you mean one run against the worst pitching staff in baseball? Yeah, I'm sure that put you in a great mood, Charlie. I don't put me in a great mood going to bed. Yeah. Sour on the scene, so I bailed out the couple innings. Then I flipped it on. It's like, huh. And the, I've, been, I've been flipping back to you on the SNY channel, the Sports Night. So, like, I think he's going to get it done. So I think I'm bottom line. I was happy for him on. I mean, that's all it is, but I'm kind of still sour on this thing. How offensively finally they show up. It's still, it's like the Oakland garbage age team. And this team, I mean, hasn't won a series in Oakland. Uh, one series win in Oakland says July of 2012. So again, can you win a series and get with, with, well, Charlie, you know what? That's a good challenge for the Yankees tomorrow. Day game. I don't want to hear about a hangover of a perfect game. Go beat the snot out of the A's. Do not lose this series to the Oakland A's. Totally agree. So happy for Herman, but one more thing. So over the weekend, I was at the sweet. I was at the uh, gate two sweet entrance where I I, I should have said this word because the Yankee owner wa- literally walked by, and I want to ask this question. If I see him again, I want to ask this question. Hey, Yankee owner. Do you think Aaron Boone is doing a great job than Joe Girardi? That's my question to him, if I see him again. And another thing. Well, Charlie, listen, and you, here's what you also have to mention, that I would love the opportunity to get in a room and chat with Hal Steinbrenner one-on-one. No, I don't even need the microphones. I, I, would, I would like, I don't even need to. Listen, I would love to do it interview-wise. Don't get me wrong. But Charlie, I'll take it a step further. I just want to have a sit down with this Yankee owner and be like, listen, this is what the fan is feeling right now. No matter what people may tell you, no matter what you might hear from the, the PR folks who are just going to freaking kiss your ass or, you know, people in the front. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you what the fan thinks. That's what I do. Because I live it. I have Yankee fans in my life. We're going to do a lot more. If you're wondering about the Mets, I'm not doing any Mets tonight. We'll do all the Cohen stuff tomorrow like I was planning. I'm not doing anything on it tonight. Just too impromptu. We'll do all the Cohen stuff tomorrow. But I I would have no problem telling these guys, listen, this is what you're getting right and this is what you're getting wrong. Doesn't matter if they're worth a zillion dollars. Doesn't mean they're right. Doesn't mean they're right. Uh, Let's head to uh, Joey, who joins us next. Joey, the floor is yours. Take it away. Jay, how you doing? Good, good, good. Joey, uh, pleasant, pleasant surprise chat with you tonight. That's what happens when you have a Yankee throw a perfect game. We got to rock. 
you got to like it. Hey, I was I was driving home from work and I was listening to uh, Jacko go off on Bill from L.A.'s podcast. And I was just so fired up and I come home. I didn't even want to turn the game on, especially after last night. And and, you know, and then finally, I think it was the fifth inning. And I I, I said, you know what, this this could be something special, you know, so I turned it on and and nice, nice break, nice break from the garbage that's been going on over the last couple of weeks. That's for sure. So uh, hopefully they can take this momentum and, uh, and run with it. And ride with it. Listen, we know this is a flawed team. We know this is an offensively challenged team without Aaron Judge. One thing this team should have going, Joey, it's pitching. They're getting Rodon back. You have Cole. You have Severino. Herman, for the most part, has been pretty good this year. It's weird his last two starts were as bad as they were, but for the most part, he's done the job in the back half of the rotation. Guys like Schmidt and Burrito have not been awful, and the Yankee bullpen is as good as any bullpen in baseball. They may not have that lockdown closer, but they got about five or six real good, real quality arms. You got to win games ugly. You got to win games with run prevention. And you got to hope they're going to start scoring some runs at some point, and some of these guys are going to start at some point to live up to the back of the baseball card. What today means as far as next week, next month, the next few months, who the hell knows? I just hope we can circle it and say, wow, maybe this is where the 2023 Yankee season got jump-started. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, they, they did it in 98 and 99, and they, and, you know, and, they, and they ran all the way to the pennant. So, uh, you know, hopefully they, they can continue to do that. But you're right, you know, I'm, I, I, got, I was going to go off about them and everything like that, but not, not tonight, not tonight. We know, we know all the, the issues and the warts that are going on with this team right now, but tonight, tonight's all about that, that outing and, uh, and, 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 you know, Hats off to Vermont, and that was just a that was a great great game. Uh, he had his stuff. He was in command. Um, you know, even when him and Higgy kind of weren't on the same page, he was he was shaking him off, and it was like next you know the next call Higgy made, he was right on it. And I also liked how he was as soon as he got the pitch he wanted, he was going into his lineup and he was getting right into him. So it was just uh, he he knew what he had tonight, and it was it was great. Special moment, no other way around it, Joe. Appreciate the call. Special when you see a perfect game. Haven't seen it in 11 years. Haven't seen it from a Yankee since 1999. Well, we got one tonight. Uh, Let's head to Matt, who joins us. We'll take a couple more. Matt, take it away. Hey, JJ. Thanks for letting me up, man. Uh, Matt, my pleasure. What's up, dude? What a great night. Shout out to Mingo. Uh, shout out to Higgy. And shout out to our rookie Volpe for not tensing up and making the play. Um, I just want to say- Yeah, nice and easy. Hey, nice and easy. How about Volpe, by the way, saying, screw the hitting coaches. I'm meeting with my buddy who I played the minor leagues with. We're going to notice what I was doing right. I'm going to make an adjustment and be better because of it. How about that? This chicken parm, baby. Hey, a little chicken parm, uh, a little meeting of the minds, whatever the case may be. All of a sudden now, you got Anthony Volpe swinging the bat far better and far more productive. So I I, I don't, and this, again, is why the Yankee brass mat drives me insane. Drives me insane. You got a successful minor league player, and you're trying to tweak and tinker every element because, oh, launch angle, oh, exit field, oh, we got to turn this guy into a power hitter. How about you let him put the ball in play and know, hey, if he gets on first, he's going to steal second. And there's a good chance he's going to steal third. Like, let him cook that way. 
But why do we have to F with this kid? Let him play. He's gone back to his old approach. Good. It's working. Please. Hitting coaches. Boone, stay out of the way. Stay out of the way. Let's take two more. Anthony joins us. Hi, Anthony. What's going on, dude? Hey, JJ. Appreciate you doing this tonight, man. Oh, my pleasure. What's up, man? Um, you mentioned Ruko and Shackle. I think it's also funny. Bob Lorenz also is not on the desk for the post-game show. It's Chris Sheeran, so they really got the ball. Wow. So basically, you're telling me it was a big night for Ruko, a big night for Shackle, and a big night for our buddy Chris Sheeran. And I can't forget about my guy, Jeff Nelson. How about, how about Nelly? All the backups are in. Um, listen, I, I want to, first of all, shout out Marlon Abreu, the translator, because... He really rocked that interview with Meredith after the game. You could tell he was kind of getting emotional, too. Um, so I, I feel like this is probably a big moment for him, too. So that was kind of cool to see. But I, I, overall, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I, I'm just kind of conflicted about the whole thing. Because you said it. I mean, it's Don Larson. It's David Wells. It's David Cohn. And then it's Domingo Herman. I mean, it's a guy that a couple of years ago we all wanted kicked off the team because of all the domestic violence suspension stuff. And all of that, it's like, this is the guy that now we're going to remember in, in Yankees lore for the rest of our lives. I, I don't know. I'm just a little conflicted about the whole thing. And I don't know. Am I wrong to think that? No, I can totally understand that. And listen, I think the Yankees, truth be told, would have preferred the likes of Cole or Severino or Nesta Cortez to go and be the guy to do it because of all of the marketing possibilities that come their way. Yeah, it, not only, listen, what went on a few years back with his domestic violence and his suspension from the team, which was absolutely deplorable, but if you're going to look in the here and now, you, you had the sticky stuff earlier this year. So, you know, there is some elements in play with Domingo Herman that are not on the quote-unquote straight and narrow, but I'm going to be fair. Listen, the guy had an incredible moment. He was given a second chance by the Yankees to go and pitch, and here's the way I view it, Anthony. I'm not condoning his behavior. I'm not saying that necessarily I look at him in the same rarefied air as I do those other guys. But on this particular night, he's in that rarefied air. He had that special moment. And we applaud guys who make the most of a second chance, who make the most of, you know, overcoming adversity, self-inflicted, obviously, owning up to it, which he did, served his time and now is making the best of the situation. I think we can acknowledge that's what Domingo Herman's been able to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And listen, 24 in the history of baseball, like, we're never going to forget this. So uh, just an insane, insane moment to think about. You ain't kidding. And 24 in baseball history, Anthony. Four by New York Yankee pitchers. And I've seen three of them. Wells, Cone, and Domingo Herman. Let's take one more before we say goodbye. We cap it like we always do with the great Jeff Money in Queens. Money. What's up, Jay? That was fantastic. Like, like I said. Did you have the Yankees tonight? I hope you had the Yankees tonight. I was a little high on them. <laughs> I had me. I'm not surprised. And, it was, and let's be honest, Money, it was a little too low last night. And at minus 130, that's why, you know, that's why it was uh, a sucker bet. But I understand that. Absolutely. So I was also, you were also talking about the 24th uh, perfect game. Fourth by the Yankees. I also saw a stat that it was the third at the Oakland Coliseum. Well, the ones in Oakland, Dallas Braden had one. Catfish Hunter they showed on. Uh... Catfish had one. Okay. 
before my time, but I, I do remember the Dallas Braden one. Right, I didn't remember Catfish either. I mean, I just saw that on the uh, on the stat on the yes thing. But it's like something like you said, it happened 11 years ago. It doesn't hit like historians. You don't see this too often at all. Well, it doesn't happen. You know why it doesn't happen anymore, Jeff Money? Nobody goes nine innings. It, it's not like it used to be where you'd get a starter to go nine innings. Now, the challenge with these perfect games is not only do you need the guy to be, I don't know, perfect for six or seven, they can't be at 110 pitches in the seventh inning when they're never going to let them finish the game. Absolutely. And they usually say when somebody either pitches a no-hitter or even if you have to be a perfect game, you go against them the next time. But the thing is, he pitched clean. Only 99 pitches, you know? It's like really clean. That's crazy to throw a, a perfect game with only 99 pitches. It just goes to show you how economical he was tonight and how efficient and how dominant he was. Oakland didn't. Oh, there were not many close calls, Jeff Money. Were you watching saying, wow, that's going to be a hit or that's got a legit shot? Like, you didn't get much of that. Now, I don't know how many three ball counts. I know he had one towards the, the, the eighth inning. He had one. I'm trying to think if he had one in the ninth inning. He might have. I'm not sure. No, ninth inning, I don't think he had. I think it was pretty clean for his uh, ninth inning. It was funny because I turned on the MLB channel on the seventh inning and I said, why are they showing, you know, the Yankee game, which eight nothing? And right away, it hit me right away. I said, oh, it must be something big going on. And then that's when it, they were talking about it. Now, I thought it was like a no-hitter. But then when they said perfect game, I said, oh, then definitely. That's why I didn't send you a message. I waited for the game. Well, you know better, Jeff Bunny. Listen, and, and I'm not going to lie. That message would not have been responded to, you know? Yeah, I'm superstitious like that also. I wouldn't have sent you a message like, oh, they got three hours to go. No, I waited till if he did it, then I sent you the message to congratulate you being a full-time uh, Yankee fan there. So, uh yeah, it was, it was great. This is story history. No matter who throws, you got to root for it. You know? Oh, how could you not, Jeff Money? How could you not? And listen, we'll talk tomorrow. We'll get a pick from you tomorrow as far as uh, the weekend and what you're going to handicap and whatnot. Tonight is about the Mega Herman. And how about our buddy Jeff Nelson? Was in the bullpen for 98 with Wells. Was in the bullpen for 99 with Cone. And now is a broadcaster and does this one. See, you always had the list of like Tory, who was at the 56 one. I think Bill Madden was at the 56 one. Like there were a couple of guys who were at 56, 98, 99. I feel like Jeff Nelson and Susan Wallen are going to be the only folks who were at 98, 99, and this one. I mean, maybe I could think of one or two, one of the guys and gals who are on the beat, but. I don't think the likes of Joel and Curry and any of those folks made the way to Oakland. Crazy night. Thanks for joining us. Well, full pod tomorrow. We got a lot of reaction to Steve Cohen's comments. We'll wrap up the Yankees series in Oakland. Uh, we'll have a lot to dive into. We're working on something fun for tomorrow as well. And immaculate grid. That's all I'm going to say. Get on it. It's the most fun. I, I can't get enough. I'll be playing it as soon as I wake up this morning. Thanks for doing this, Stefan. Thanks to all you on Twitter Spaces. Enjoy your Thursday. Back tomorrow. Bonus content. How about that? Be good, everybody.